When we take a glance around us right now in this season, what do we see? When we look out the window, whenever we're walking down the street, what do our eyes behold? Well, we could often see a lot about the fall colors, a lot of different things that we could see and observe. And while those would be true, there's actually one thing that undergirds them all, that we're watching destruction. We're watching the end. We're watching an end to these things, whether it be leaves, whether it be the grass as it goes dormant for another season, or even as the harvest takes whatever is there in the field and puts it in storage for the winter, that we see a lot of these different things happening as we go along. But fundamentally, it's destruction, that we're very familiar with it and we're very accustomed to it in our life. But what about in our own life? What about our own end? What about our own destruction? What about whenever the Lord comes and calls our name? Because as the church has it, and in her wisdom, she has planned the month of November to largely answer the end of time. What happens whenever this life is over? What happens to all of those that are just, the unjust? What happens to all of those individuals as they await judgment? And indeed, this entire month is based upon that question, that it can fundamentally look at destruction, but there's more to the story. And that's why we begin here with the solemnity, solemnity of all saints. And so this solemnity is exactly what it sounds like, that we're celebrating the saints. And so often when we say that word, there's so many different examples of what a saint is that comes to mind. That we've got all sorts of different ones that we can name that have been canonized by the church for years, or even hundreds of years. That we've got all sorts of saints that come to mind and that are named by us and by the church. But that isn't what All Saints Day is about. Because as many hundreds and thousands of different saints as we have canonized in our church, and as many are written about in the lives of the saints in so many different works, there are still thousands, if not millions more, that are in the halls of heaven, the ones that we haven't heard of before. And this day is for them. Because we recognize that all of these saints, they bear testimony to a life well lived, yes, but they bear testimony also to God's goodness and God's generosity and His grace. And so whenever we see that, we behold the glory of God. But what does it invite us to here and now? If we start off with the book of Revelation, we actually get a very similar idea. Because we go through the book of Revelation and it's apocalyptic literature, meaning dealing with the end of times. Fundamentally, it deals with destruction whenever the old heavens and the old earth wash away and the new one begins. And so what do we hear about in this particular passage? Well, we hear about that time whenever there is that destruction, and yet there's a beholding of St. John of all of these individuals in the halls of heaven. That we hear that number, 144,000, which simply means that there's a countless multitude of people praising God and saying that salvation is due to him alone. And as they go through, one of the elders asks John, what are all of these people? What are they doing? Why are they here? And John responds, you alone know. And he says, these are the ones that have survived that time of great distress and have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. What does that mean? That means these are all of the individuals that survived their time on earth, all of the trials, the afflictions, the tribulations that happened in this life, and they still persevered all the way to the end. 
And so they're the ones that kept their baptismal garment clean all the way through this life, or even renewed it through the sacrament of confession. And they continued and they persisted until the very end, whenever they entered the halls of heaven. Then indeed they joined this great multitude of all the saints, and they persisted, they persevered, and they got to their final goal, their end destination, beholding God face to face. That's what the book of Revelation reminds us of. But then we also move to this first letter of St. John, and we're reminded about the ability that we have to call God our Father, that he claims us as children of God. And so we call ourselves that, and it's not an empty title, but it's in fact something that's very important. It's part and parcel of our identity as who we are. But that affords us hope. That if we truly understand what that title means, that it's not just something that's kind of over here that's a nice label, but in fact it's something that tells us something about what we're to do. That we're to live in honor of our Father, that we're to live in hope and expectation of that which is our call. That is eternal salvation. That is also the kingdom of heaven. So St. John reminds those that are listening and those that read his letter that it's not just about being given this empty title or this sort of empty word, but in fact it's about being given a mission and mandate. That in fact we're being given that hope in that title, yes, but also the encouragement to go forward. And then finally we arrive at the Gospel according to Luke, and we hear something that we've heard quite often, the eight Beatitudes. And we hear about these all the time, and there's these, there are these eight statements of blessing, telling about the individual that is truly filled with goodness, that is truly grasped onto God. And so whenever it goes through, blessed are the poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Notice right there, at the very end, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That it's not about these sort of passing pleasures that the earth might offer, but in fact it's about the ones that eternally endure. And so each of the eight Beatitudes, they give this reality that we aren't designed for this earth. We aren't designed to be rewarded here, but in fact we're designed to be rewarded elsewhere in the halls of heaven. And so each of these statements really paint that, you, that reality of where we are going, but how we're to act here and now. That it's not about what we can accomplish in this earth, but it's about what we can accomplish in view of heaven, so that we can truly seek after that life of the sanctified and the ones that truly are in the halls of heaven. But as we consider this and we consider the solemnity of all saints, what does it really encourage us to do? Well, first it encourages us to see the success that the saints have had. The fact that the halls of heaven are indeed open, that the gates of heaven were blown completely open by the Paschal Mystery, that Jesus Christ, when he suffered, died, and rose, opened the gates of paradise to all believers and all of those that would do his Father's will. And so when we see that there are saints in heaven, there's those that are canonized and those that are not, it doesn't matter because they're all in that place of eternal beatitude. They're able to behold God face to face. But it's first and foremost a story of success, telling us that we can indeed attain heaven, even in the moments when we feel like it might seem like it's so far away, that it's still there and it's still up for grabs. It's something that we can continue to pursue with this life here on earth. But we can also consider the ways that it's continuing to call us forward, because as we recognize the saints are called children of God and so are we, 
And that, in fact, is a reminder of the hope that we're given in the kingdom of heaven. That we look around and we see all of the different things that are going wrong, the different things that are really in play in this world, the ways that we're disappointed. And in fact, because we have that hope of being called children of God, then we know that it's not about this world alone, but it's in fact about the world that is to come. And so we're given that story of hope yet again. But then finally we arrive at what is our task and what is our goal here and now. Because we see the saints, we see the ones that have succeeded, that are in the halls of heaven, that are beholding God face to face, and we know that that's our calling as well. That we're given that ability and we're given the duty to continue to follow God's will through this life so that we can be with him in the next. And the saints really show us how to do that well, even though they can't show us in our particular circumstance how to do it exactly. They give us that hope, that encouragement, and that example to live a life courageously, to live it differently than the world might expect, but nonetheless to seek to live with God face to face. But there's also a bonus to all of this as well. Because when we celebrate the saints, we're not just celebrating someone that's so far away, but in fact we're celebrating someone who is rooting for our success as well. That they want us to join them in the halls of heaven. And so whenever we pray for the intercession of the saints, this is why. Because they're the ones that want us to join them in the joy and the beauty of heaven and seeing God face to face. That they aren't simply living indifferent to that reality, but in fact they want us to join them as well because it's so good, it's so joyous, it's so holy, and it's so filled with divine splendor. And it's really up to us, but also the saints are here to assist us in every way they can to continue to lift us up to God and to intercede on our behalf so that we too can join them in the kingdom of heaven. So my brothers and sisters, we can often look around and see those different signs of destruction or death and even decay. We can often see those realities, and even in this month of November, we can ponder how our own life will end and how we will be judged one day and seek after the kingdom of heaven. And that shouldn't fill us with fear, but it should rather fill us with hope and expectation, especially recognizing the beauty of the saints, that they're those that have gone before us and now enjoy eternal beatitude. May that be our goal, to continue to seek after the lives of the saints, to live by their courage and example, but indeed to live in that hope and expectation that one day we will be with them.